Welcome to Mom in Process, a podcast focused on bringing value back to the role of a full-time mom. You have the potential to change the world, and this is a role you should celebrate and never take lightly. Motherhood is a fluid identity, always shifting, always changing. You are and will forever be a mom in process. Hey, sweet mama. Welcome back to another episode of Mom in Process. I'm your host and creator, Amy Cothran. Thank you so much for joining me again today. It is Thursday, but today what we're going to do for our interview, which is typically an interview, I guess, interview day, is we're going to do a Q&A, an AMA, which is Ask Me Anything. And in honor of my late, my birthday, my I wouldn't say belated, my birthday, um, which was last week, I wanted to do something to help you get to know me a little bit more. So today's questions that I'm going to answer are a little glimpse into my life and things that I'm interested in or some of my favorites or things like that, because I think it's always really nice to know, you know, the woman behind the scenes, you know, who I am. And I, I try and be pretty transparent on my Instagram and my Facebook page also to kind of give you glimpses into our life and how we live our lives. And obviously I organically talk about that on the podcast also, but you know, today I thought it would be kind of fun to answer some specific questions. Like if we were getting to know each other at the park with our kids for a play date. So kind of like a coffee hour with Amy type thing, meeting a new friend type thing. So, um, I did have some really great questions that were submitted that were sort of some mindset conversations and some heavy questions that we could dive into and asking, you know, advice on some of those, if, if you guys sent some of those in and I'm not answering them today, I want you to know that I still received all of them and I'm writing them all down. I'm keeping them and I'm either going to go back and do individual recordings to address them because some of them are really big conversations and really big questions, or some of them, I honestly, to be really honest with you guys, I don't feel like an expert enough to answer them knowledgeably and in the way that I feel like would really benefit you. And I don't want to be the person that kind of pull something out of her ass just to answer your question and satisfy, you know, the question. I want it to be something that really helps women. I want it to be something that really helps you. So if I don't have the answer to the question, or if I'm not sure, because some of these questions, you guys are things that I'm struggling with myself in my own life and that's okay. So if it's something that I'm like, Oh man, that's a great question. I'm kind of going through the same thing too. So I don't really want to give you this fluffy bullshit answer. I want to find an expert. I want to talk to a coach or a therapist or an author or somebody who knows more about this conversation than I do so that we all actually learn. We actually benefit from this because, you know, guys, there is so much out there on Instagram and they're on social media. I shouldn't just, I shouldn't just bash on Instagram, but there's so much out there on social media and there's so many podcasts out there too. There's just so much out there where people claim to be an expert in something and they want to give you advice, but it's something that they're struggling with too. And, you know, it just, it doesn't seem right or honest to be trying to give advice in that way for something that 
I, I genuinely don't know a whole lot about, you know, I don't have a psychology degree. I'm, I'm not a coach or anything. So if it's a question that I don't know the answer to, if I don't answer it in the podcast, it's not because I'm ignoring you. It's because I'm finding the answer out. Okay. And whether that's, like I said, trying to find somebody to come on the podcast or whether that's me just really diving into it and investigating it within my own life and coming up with a solid answer for you before I just spit out like verbal vomit (laughs) that doesn't help anybody. That doesn't help you grow. That doesn't help me grow. I want this to be a very honest and transparent podcast and community where we all understand that me, even myself is learning and growing and trying to improve and trying to figure this whole thing out. So that being said, I I want to just do uh, some ask me anything type questions today. So I'm just going to dive right in. The first question that I got was from a sweet friend, Amanda, who actually has been on the podcast and she is, she's because of this community has become a, a very good friend of mine. So, and she had done an episode with me actually, because I had done some coaching with her, some mentoring, and she has just grown and blossomed so much in the past almost year. And I'm so proud of her. So she's very involved in the community. Amanda, thank you so much for your question. I just wanted to give you a quick shout out and tell you, thank you so much for just participating and always being involved. So she wants to know what my dream vacation would be. And I love this question so much. And I don't know if I've talked about it on past episodes. I mean, of course I love a good Sandy beach and I, I love, you know, we've been to Hawaii a couple of times and we've been to Mexico a couple of times and we've done a little bit of traveling mostly before kids, not as much after, but we have, we have gone to Hawaii with the kids a couple of times. So that's been really fun. Obviously not during the pandemic because it makes traveling a little bit more difficult, but so I, I love, I love the sun and I love the beach. I am absolutely a beach babe, but right now my dream vacation with my kids. And it's something that we've talked about with them is really more of a goal. It's something that we're really working towards and it's to rent an RV. I don't have it all figured out, but it's to rent an RV or rent a travel trailer or something. And I want to drive across the United States and back. I want to take the kids, pack up our homeschool, and I want to drive and I want to experience what we have in this incredible country. I want to learn more history about it. And I, I've never done that. I've never drove, drove West coast to East coast. and that, that would absolutely be my dream vacation. And, you know, honestly, that's not really a a vacation. It's more of a trip. So, you know, I guess I'm not asking the vacation side of it, but I still think it would be a vacation. It would be an escape from not an escape, but it would be a trip away from our everyday reality. And that is, that's something that we're working towards. And it is a goal that we have. We have a very specific, you know, goal in mind that we have to accomplish before we can get to that point. And once we've been, we made it really very transparent with the girls that once we hit this goal, we are packing up our shit, we're getting an RV and we're traveling. And I think by the time we hit that goal, the kids will be old enough to really appreciate it. You know, we won't have a two-year-old toddler running around. So I think it would be, I think it would be 
a beautiful, amazing opportunity to show the girls where we live and just different areas instead of hopping on an airplane and flying somewhere, why don't we experience what we have here in the United States and learn something as we, as we go. One of the beautiful things about homeschool is it enables us to take it on the road with us. And in my previous, in one of my past episodes, I had Jordan to Spain on and they lived the gypsy life. I'll call it the gypsy life for a while during the pandemic because the kids you know, were doing virtual learning. She had lost her job. Her husband was working remotely. And so they packed up their, they sold everything and they packed up their life and they traveled for almost a year. And she she shared that story in the podcast. And the reason why I wanted to have her on is because that is a dream of ours. However, we absolutely love our home. This is our forever home. This is where we put down our roots. So we're not selling our home in order to do that. And we're not, you know, we're not going to do it for an entire year, but I would love to take three, four weeks. And I would love to, to experience the United States and to drive here with the kids. So I'm, I don't know if anybody else would like to do that. You should, you should share with me your favorite dream vacation. If that's something you're interested in too, I'd love to hear, I'd love to hear that from other people. And, you know, it's interesting because it's changed. It's shifted over the years because if I would have answered that question, maybe four or five years ago, it probably would have been, you know, traveling overseas and experiencing wine tasting in Italy. And I would still love to do that. That would still be an amazing, amazing thing. But that's a dream that I think is more realistic when the kids are older. And so I want to have dreams and goals now. I want to have dreams and goals while the kids are young. How do I have a dream vacation with my children? So that's that's my answer now. Like I said, it it would have been different if I would have answered it five years ago, but okay. So moving on to the next question, what is my ideal date night? And I love this question. Also, it is really, this one actually was really hard for me to answer. And for me, it was just more of a feeling that I wanted to have during date night than it was an actual activity. And for me, it's honestly not spending a lot of money. It's sitting in the back of the pickup with the tailgate down and blankets in the back of the pickup with a bottle of wine, watching the sunset and, you know, up high on one of the, one of the Hills, one of the mountains that we live on or live near and watching the sunset and just taking in the views and just drinking a bottle of wine, having some kind of a takeout food, takeout dinner in the back of the pickup and just enjoying Brad's company and having conversations that deal entail like dreams for the future and, you know, things that we want to accomplish and, and those kind of more deep, meaningful conversations and maybe like a quick makeout session, you know, <laughs> you know, like a little fire too. I love sitting around a fire and just chatting. And there's something about, you know, we're, we're, I'm a small town girl. I, I love, you know, sitting in the back of the pickup and um, sitting around a campfire. Like those are things that we absolutely love and they don't cost a lot of money. And we haven't done that in forever, forever. And it always feels like we need to go to dinner or go to a movie or, or something like that. But honestly, sometimes it's just the little things in, in doing some of the stuff that we used to do when we were younger, before we had kids. And so I think that would be my ideal date night is just really low key, sitting in the back of a pickup, snuggling in a blanket, you know, sitting around a campfire, even roasting marshmallows together, enjoying a bottle of wine together. Just, 
I'm, I'm really pretty easy to please. <laughs> I don't need anything too fancy. Although there are times when I love getting dressed up and, and feeling very adult, but you know, those warm summer evenings sitting in the back of a pickup is something that you really can't beat. I, I absolutely love doing that. So moving on to the next one, this is a really fun question, but you guys know that I have chickens. And so the question is how many chickens do I have and how many do I want to have? <laughs> so, uh, we got chickens a couple of years ago. I didn't grow up with any animals, uh, when I was a kid. And now that we have some property, I love the idea of having animals, but with Brad's schedule and just how it works, you know, we also have limitations on how much we can take on. So chickens is great. Chickens are manageable. Chickens are doable. Chickens are not too expensive for what we're going for. And I love chicken eggs, like fresh eggs that being able to just go out to the coop, get eggs for breakfast is amazing. So right now we have eight. So we have seven hens and one rooster which we're not crazy about having a rooster, but we're going to try it and see how this goes. And if not, I just watched on Liz's Instagram, Liz Hayes. If you guys don't follow her, I've also had her on the podcast. Liz Hayes just butchered one of their roosters. That wasn't a very nice one. And she made chicken and dumplings. And I am absolutely all for that. <laughs> so if our rooster turns out to be not a kind rooster, he will go bye-bye. <laughs> So we have seven hens, one rooster. Ideally, what I would like to have is actually 12 to 15 chickens. I'm going to tell you a little story though, just for fun. Hey, sweet mama. I just wanted to pause this episode for a brief minute and ask a huge favor of you. If you could take a minute when you're done listening to this episode and leave me a rating and review on iTunes, I would really, really appreciate it. These ratings and reviews help me out more than you know. This content is free and in order for me to continue bringing you free quality content. I need that help from you to leave me that rating and review so we can build this community. Once you leave that review, go ahead and take a screenshot of it and send it to me so I can give you a great big thank you. I really appreciate all of the women in this community. So in order to give back, I just ask that you take a minute and only takes a minute to go onto iTunes. If you're not already there listening to this, leave me a rating, leave me a review. If you found value in this episode, if this episode and this community and this podcast has made you stop, made you think, improved your life, provided you with entertainment, made you laugh, made you cry. I would really appreciate that feedback from you in order to continue to build this community. Thank you so much for listening and we'll get back to the show. Last year, we incubated in an incubator that we got from a friend that we borrowed from a friend eggs. And it was super fun. It was super fun. And we actually had the, uh, we had a 100% hatch rate, <laughs> which is like unheard of the other ones that didn't hatch weren't fertilized. So the ones that were fertilized, all of them hatched and all of them lived, which I was in way over my head. We went from like five chickens to 25 chickens. And that was, we didn't have the space. Our coop wasn't built yet. It was, a, it was honestly a little bit of a disaster. And so we were kind of having them semi-free ranging, but then we were having coyote problems. And then when we were gone on a, on a trip, I left it propped. I left the coop propped open a little bit just so that, because they didn't have enough space in the tiny little coop that we had. So I made the mistake of leaving it propped open and I had kind of barricaded it off a little bit, but an animal got in there and, uh, 
So they, it killed almost all of our chickens, which was really, really devastating because we worked really hard to raise them. And so now we are back down to eight and the eight have been incredible layers. Uh, well, seven of the eight have been incredible layers through the winter, which was amazing. I got a heat lamp and we only had a very short period of time where we weren't getting more than just a couple eggs a day, but now every day we're getting six to have seven eggs every day, which is plenty for us. And we've been able to give some away, which is ideally my goal. You know, it, it seems like one of the things in my life that's hard sometimes is I feel like we don't have enough emotional energy. We don't have enough, you know, financial well being. We don't have enough um, time to give back to others in the way that we really want to give back and the, the way that we have dreams of giving back, but there are ways that we find that we can help other people. You know, we've had people come stay at our tent. We've had people come stay at cloth camp and we've really enjoyed that. So for any of you that don't know, we run an Airbnb on the side, it's called cloth camp and it's a wall tent that we have on our property. So, you know, we've been able to give that away to some, as some fundraiser opportunities to friends that were really struggling and they needed to have friends come in and help them. So we gifted that as a, as a one night stay. But I would love to, you know, be able to give chicken eggs away as like here, you know, thank you for this. Here's a dozen eggs because people love homegrown chicken eggs. And I would, it's just one thing that I would love to be able to do for people just the same as me, like making a pie or baking a pie for a neighbor. Like I'd love to just be able to give something, you know, to others that's a consumable item that isn't just something that's going to, you know, sit on a shelf. So I, I love doing little things like that for people. So that's kind of my ideal. It's 12 to 15 chickens and that's uh, manageable for us uh, in the space that we have in the coop that we have. And now that we have the bigger one with the bigger run and they just all stay enclosed, they don't semi free range anymore. They just stay in the coop and that helps with the coyote problem immensely. Yeah. So that's probably a little, if, if you guys don't live out of town or if you guys don't have property, that's probably a little <laughs> hard to fathom just having like an animal, a raccoon or a coyote come in and just like slaughtering your, your chickens. But that's the reality of the world that I live in. So a little glimpse into my life with that. The last question that I want to answer today is what's my favorite season? And I love this question because it's so difficult for me to answer. And it really forces me to think, man, what is my favorite season? We live in Idaho. And so we are blessed to enjoy all four seasons. And we enjoy, you know, from the tri triple digit summers to single digit or sometimes below zero on occasion, uh, winters with snow. And, you know, we, we love that. We love the extremeness, I guess, of all of it. So they're very exaggerated seasons and, you know, summer is summer and it's hot winter is winter and it's cold spring is beautiful. And you can grow these amazing flowers and gardens. And then fall is very, you know, I guess, traditional fall with all of the leaves and everything. And I, I love that. I love that we get to experience the extreme all four seasons and, but of my favorite, <laughs> I think of my favorite, it is definitely late spring, early summer. Um, so I don't, that's, that's 
I guess that's kind of cheating because now I'm saying two seasons, but it's late spring right before summer hits before it gets really hot, but it's warm enough for us to be outside and the girls can swim in the pool even a little bit. You know, it's, it's planting season, which is so fun for us to be in the garden. And, you know, it's planting season is a little bit nerve wracking because you don't know what's going to happen. You know, you don't know if your seeds are going to germinate. You don't know if your plants are going to live. You don't know if you're maybe even fighting off frost or, you know, battling the possibility of frost or too much water, too much rain. But when it gets warm enough for the kids to start playing in the pool, but it isn't quite summer yet, that is, that is my favorite season. That is my favorite time of year when you just feel like you could be outside from morning until sundown all day long without being too hot or being too cold. It's just perfect. And everything is blooming and you get all that vitamin D and, you know, your toes are in the grass all day long where the girls and I are barefoot almost all the time, which Brad and I actually, Brad and I, the two of us got pedicures the other day, his first pedicure, which was really fun because I wanted to do something that I wanted to do for my birthday. And so I took him to get pedicures and it let him soak his feet in the water and he'd never done it before. And we, it was really fun, but the lady told him he had such nice feet. (laughs) I never got that compliment. Nobody ever said that about me because my feet are not nice. They are, I'm barefoot all the time. I have calluses from being in the garden, from being outside, just being barefoot on our hard flooring and his feet are in boots all day. So they're super soft anyways. So in the summer, you know, I don't even hardly worry about pedicures because it's pointless by that point, I'm barefoot all the time. And I absolutely love it. So I would definitely say like end of spring, early summer, that's definitely my favorite season, just being able to be outside. But, you know, like I said, I love all four seasons. I love, absolutely love winter, believe it or not, January and February, as hard as they are, there is something to appreciate about it. And, you know, I, I maybe just want to end with this conversation January and February are really hard for people. So if you're listening to this in February right now, the end is near the end of this dreary cold season is coming to a close. So I just want you to embrace this time. This is what I'm doing. And I want you to do this as well. This is something that I've learned over the years, instead of complaining about the cold and complaining about the darkness, start embracing it and understanding that before, you know, it spring is going to be here and all of the obligations of our outside chores are going to be upon us. And it's going to almost get that, that feeling of overwhelm comes in sometimes when we have all of our outside chores and our planting to do in our gardens and pots to fill with beautiful flowers and, you know, yards to mow and, you know, clean up to do from the winter that's going to be here before we know it. So take these couple of weeks as, as it starts to slowly warm up, we start to get a little bit more sunshine, embrace these last few moments of being inside with the calmness and the quietness and the coziness of your home and do another puzzle. You know, this season, if you haven't done puzzles for the season, play a couple of board games with your kids, embrace some cozy read aloud time by the fire while you can, because those days are are ending. The warmer days are upon us where we get to play in the pool or go to the beach or, you know, just take picnics to the park. And all of those 
amazing things with the warmer weather are upon us, but there's some beautiful things about this cooler weather, this colder season that we can embrace and enjoy those last moments of before we move into the warmer seasons. So like I was saying, I love each season. I love what each season brings. And the older I get, the more I embrace the season for what it is. I embrace the season that I am living in. I try really hard not to look ahead and say, you know, I'm going to decorate for Christmas three months in advance. I want to embrace the fall season right now and soak up everything there is to love about the fall season. So right now, February, I am embracing everything there is to embrace within February. And for me, that is planning out my garden for the springtime, drinking the cup of coffee by the fireplace. You know, I turn the gas fire on in the mornings and read my book because here pretty soon I, it's not going to make any sense to do that. But soon coming up, I'll be enjoying my coffee in, in the sunshine, probably topless because I've talked about that in my podcast <laughs> before the kids wake up sitting in the sunshine on the deck, you know, enjoying my coffee in the sun without my shirt on. Sounds amazing. But right now, you know, there's something that I love about drinking my coffee in, by the fireplace. So embrace the season for what it is. I am so looking forward to spring and summer. But for right now, what we have is what we have. And there are ways for us to love that and to wrap that season in a great big hug and just say, this is what we have and I'm going to make the most of it. So there's some questions for you, a little glimpse into my life, a little glimpse into who I am and some of the things that some of the things that I enjoy and some of the ways that we live our lives within my household. I by no means expect anybody to live the life that we live or, and I hope I never make anybody feel like that, that you have to do things the way that we do them, but it is just fun to get to know the women in this community and, and see the different dynamics within the household. So thank you so much for listening today. You guys, if you ever have any questions, please don't hesitate to send them to me. I love the ask me any things and you can send them at any point, not just when I prompt you on Instagram, just shoot me a message and I'd be happy to either respond to you right there or share it within the podcast. If there is something that you would like to learn more about, if there is an expert that you would like to meet me to bring on that you think would provide value to the women in this community, please don't hesitate to send me who they are, their names, their contact information, or their Instagram profile or something so that I can look into it and see if this is a conversation that I can dive into. Even if it's a big name, even if it's a name that's like, you don't think that they are, uh, maybe they, you feel like they're too big to have on the podcast. You absolutely never know because I've had some incredible women that have said yes, because they are passionate about wanting to help stay at home moms, no matter what size of podcast it is. And as we continue to grow, we can add more experts on and bring some of these larger, larger known women on and answer some of these tough questions. So don't hesitate to reach out to me. Don't hesitate to send me somebody that you think would benefit the entire community. And as always, thank you so much for listening today, sweet mama. I'll talk to you again very soon. Hey, sweet mama. Thank you so much for joining me in today's conversational journey on mom in process. If you found value in today's episode, if you enjoyed this episode, if it made you laugh, if it made you cry, if it made you think, please be sure to share it with another mama friend and don't forget to tag me on social media. Another way for us to build this community and help me bring you free quality content is by leaving me a rating and review on iTunes. 
I cannot stress enough how important that is to this community and to me as a podcaster. If you'd like to continue the conversation, I encourage you to join the Mom in Process Facebook group. I also bring you inspirational and educational content through Instagram as well. Please remember, your role is incredibly valuable and has the potential to improve our world. Thank you so much for listening and spending your valuable time with me today. I look forward to talking to you again very soon.